that counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. There ain't no second place in a Lambo, it's a whole new game. You either go big, go hard, or go on back home. You got to feel it in your gut. You better want it in your bones. Welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. This is Wags. Joining me is Dane. And Dane, today we're going to talk about the linebacker group, and uh, we were going to split this up into outside linebacker, inside linebacker, but uh, we had the the observation that um, we thought that the inside linebacker group doesn't really deserve a podcast all to its own. <laughs> um, and uh, I mean that with all due respect, because we got a couple of young guys that I, th- I think will uh, be coming back on the roster. But um, without further ado, I think, Dane, why don't we dive into this, shall we? Yeah, let's talk about it. Let's talk about some good. Those Smiths, man. I could talk about the Smiths all day. I'm not going to, but Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith, the Green Bay Packers defense the identity of who we are as a football team has shifted dramatically with the addition of those two young men. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what, what else can you say? I mean, the, the impact that they had on the field, in the locker room, off the field, uh, I think you shared a, a couple of times, some of the stories that we saw and kind of just the firsthand observations that we saw um, um, from Zadarius Smith and, and how, you know, he can just completely turn around, uh, you know, a locker room that I think had grown a little stagnant and stale. Yep. Um, and then his, his good buddy Preston, that certainly was a big part of that too. So, um, you're right. We could talk about these guys all day, but they're beasts. But, I mean, they're yeah. just so darn good. That's what they are. And, and they're, they're, they're game changers for us. And, and, and to be honest with you, um, you know, uh, just kind of continuing on that theme with the outside linebackers, um, it, Look how much this team, I think, benefited. Um, I don't know what Kyler Fackrell's long-term potential is, but when he can come in in spot duty, and I thought he made, he made a couple of impact plays um, in a few games this season, and uh, you know we weren't looking for him to – he didn't get that many snaps. No. So it's not like we're going to be critical of Kyler Fackrell because he went from 10.5 sacks that I thought were mostly scheme-driven anyway um, to you know just having a couple this season. Um, but – a guy like Rashawn Gary, who admittedly I've been somewhat critical of, of Goody for drafting, um, you know, he didn't get that many opportunities this year. So he got the benefit of learning from these guys. And I think that could have a lot of long term um, positive ramifications. Totally agree. And yeah, I mean, I, Rashad Gary, for, for the limited uh, amount of snaps he got, he was getting pressures on 10% of those snaps as a rookie. I mean, he, I, I'm actually pretty optimistic. I'm bullish. Uh, you know, on, on who Rashawn Gary is going to be as a football player for the Packers. And I, I know that when you draft a guy that high, uh, we all are hoping that we're going to have an immediate impact. Of course, I want that as well. Um, but I, I think the while the jury may still be out on Gary, uh, I love that he's referring to the Smiths as their, his big brothers. I love the relationship that they're building. He wants to play hard, not only for the team, but for those guys. It's very clear he looks up to them. 
them. Um, he is a physical, talented uh, athlete. There's no doubt about that. And I expect him to put it together uh, quite a bit in year two. I think the Packers are going to have an opportunity to move um, both Zadarius and Rashad Gary around on the defense a little bit more in that second year as Gary gets a little bit more comfortable with Coach Pettin's defense. So I'm pretty high on Rashad Gary going into year two wags. I'm pretty optimistic. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And I mean, his snaps may not go up a ton, but to your point, if they're able to move these guys around a little bit and um, and uh, Gary pushes to force the coaches to get him out on the field, that's the kind of the story that you want to see. Definitely. And And to be fair, I can understand how um, some of our fellow fans, because I, I think you're a little bit more optimistic and bullish than I am, but I've I've come around um, a, a little bit more. Um, but to be fair, I think we were hoping to see him push a little bit more this past season and have some of that immediate impact. Um, certainly when you sign these two Smiths, you're not going to you know be out there on the field all the time. Um, but um, if he's as good as he can be um, and at that draft position, we would like him to be. Uh, eventually uh, they'll find ways to get him out onto the field. No doubt about it, Wags. And then going back to Kyler Fackrell as well, um, free agent. So I'm not sure what the future holds for Kyler. Um, he he is a little older, I think, and I think some fans might forget that. He's going to be 29 going into next year. We drafted him, uh, and he was a little older as a rookie. Um, so something to keep in mind that we may kind of be seeing what we have in Kyler at this point. Um, that being said, Weggs, I agree. Um, he had a very successful year. Um, he had about the same amount of pressures this year as he did last year. They just weren't all sacks. I mean, last or two years ago when he had 10 plus sacks, uh, he had just about that many pressures. So it's the same kind of uh, feeling this year, I thought. So Fackrell stayed pretty, uh, pretty much on the same level, which I think was above average so I really would actually like to see the Packers bring him back uh, however with the investment they've made both in draft capital and uh, finances with uh, with the Smiths uh, I just don't know if they're going to be able to invest uh, more than um, you know low to mid-range money on what should probably be a fourth pass rusher because uh, with Gary's draft stock you sure hope at this point he's going to be your three guy meaning that you're drafting you know you're investing in your fourth guy so do they see it as Fackrell or is this an opportunity for somebody like a Randy Ramsey who was on the practice squad last year the kid from Arkansas that we really really liked or um, Greg Roberts who was on the physically unable to perform list uh, another young man who they kept around and he was practicing at the last uh, end of last year uh, and that doesn't even mention free agency the draft the Packers are going to have a lot of options at the outside linebacker position going into 2020 yeah I I think they're going to probably bring in a couple of other young guys in addition to the two you mentioned and just uh, roll the dice and may, may the best man win the spot yeah um, I think that's probably the most realistic and um, I mean if Kyler and Packers work something out, um, that's fine. But, you know, once you get into that fifth year, uh, even the minimum salary starts to get to the point where, you know, it's not a lot of money, um, but um, every dollar counts uh, when you're dealing with a hard cap. So um, it's going to become a question of is Kyler Fackrell, if he's going to be your fourth outside linebacker, worth 
X amount of dollars. So I think that's what it really comes down to. It might be mostly financial. Um, and then um, perhaps for the role that he is most likely to have, uh, you may as well see if you can bring someone else in, develop, and, and maybe there's a, a few years uh, of potential um, payoff uh, versus a guy like Kyler. Um, you know, a couple years from now, he's going to be on the wrong side of 30. You're right. And they're always looking. I mean, the other part of this equation, too, is when you're only suiting up 45, 46 guys on Sunday, you need a guy who's going to be able to fly down and play special teams as well and uh, oftentimes those younger guys are going to be able to contribute on that side of the ball as well so I agree with you Wags I think it's less likely Kyler Fackrell's back next year uh, but no ill will at all uh, no. from me I, no. I he's ended up being um, a, quite a, a development as a player <laughs> and I've been really happy to see him progress yeah that's been a I can't believe uh, if you would have uh, two <laughs> years ago said that I, yeah. that would have not have come out of your mouth but uh, no. I mean it, you know uh, we've all been there, uh, right? So uh, I just admitted that uh, I was a little bit overblown on Gary, and perhaps uh, you can say the same about Fackrell. So yeah, even if he agreed, if he doesn't, if if it doesn't work out. Uh, and he moves on um, and, and maybe he wants to move on too. Right. I mean, this is kind of a situation where he's looking at it like, you know, look, no ill will to the Packers, but I've got a couple of guys in my way. I'd like to go and have another opportunity somewhere else yeah, as well. I would agree. And with, with some of his, I mean, these guys watch tape uh, and I don't want to spend too much more time on Kyler Fackrell, but uh you know, these guys, these GMs watch tape and he, he can perform in this league. And if he gets more snaps and more opportunities, he might do something. So good for him. Yep, absolutely. So we didn't gloss over the Smiths too quickly, did we, Dane? Let's just one more time. Just honestly, <laughs> the Smiths, you guys rock. They're the best. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're the, the best. best. We love them. So, yeah, I mean, there, there's nothing more to say. I mean, there's certain position groups and certain guys where you're like, it's pretty obvious. What more can you say? I mean, oh my gosh, I love those guys. <laughs> All right, cool. I just wanted to make sure we didn't go too fast on that. Um, we spent more time on Kyler Fackrell than we did the Smiths. Yeah. But uh, anyway, that is, there was no, it, yeah. <laughs> They're the best. They're so, the best football players. So yeah. inside linebacker, Dane, um, keep me in check here. What, what, what are we doing? I think it seems pretty clear in our end of season review of Goody's press conference seems pretty clear that we're going to see a different group next year. Now um, that probably means Blake Martinez is not going to be back in green Bay. Yeah. And I've said a lot about Blake Martinez over the course of the season. Um, so I don't need to be on my soapbox on that. Um, you know, I, I would be pretty shocked if he's back. And, and frankly, I, I know that that creates another hole. I understand that. Um, I know <laughs> he made a lot of tackles, but um, I, I, I think it's going to be a change being made at this position group, uh, at the starting uh, position uh, in the inside linebacker group. Uh, and Blake is probably going to be part of that. And, and let's just start there. So, Dane, what, what are your overall uh, kind of thoughts when you're looking at the inside linebacker group? Yeah, Wags, I mean, Blake, it, it, the reports out there right now is that he wants $10 million a year. 
Um, good for him if he can get it. The Packers are not going to pay him that money. Uh, I think that it's a, it's a good opportunity for Blake to go. He was a fourth-round pick out of Stanford, and if he can go make $10 million a year to play football, that's awesome. Uh, he's not going to be back in Green Bay. I, 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 I can say that pretty darn definitively. I don't see a scenario where he's and back. If he was worth $10 million, I think the Packers would pay him $10 million. I agree, cause, but it just he, he doesn't fit with what we're trying to do in Green Bay. Maybe he fits somewhere else a little bit better. Yeah, um, agreed. I think um, the amount of, of times he's going to be asked to be in pass coverage and the amount of field that he had to cover, he's just not a sideline-to-sideline guy. Um, and it seems like you know we kind of see a lot more of that hybrid role yes. um so we'll be getting into draft prognostications upcoming but i've even seen some um uh, packers reporters that have have asked whether we might be looking at kind of a, a, another safety yeah. that could unlock a, a, a little bit more of that hybrid role uh, just to get the most talent on the field um so that would certainly be interesting it it's going to be telling uh to see what this uh, front office does and and what the defensive coaching staff is looking for that leads us to bj goodson so I thought he struggled a little bit early, uh, and then for what we are asking from him, he did all right. Um, he played with some physicality, um, which I think uh, was needed yes. at times with this team at the second level, um, but uh, somewhat limited uh, athletically, um, and I'm not sure that he's going to be in the long-term plans either. Maybe they bring him back. I don't know. Dane, what are your thoughts My on gut him? tells me he's not going to be back in Green Bay either. I think that this is um, this reminds me a little bit of kind of the outside linebacker stuff from last year. They're going to clean house for the most part. Uh, BJ Goodson, I thought he served a, a nice purpose for the Packers. I agree. He started a little slowly in Green Bay. We traded for him. He was on the Giants the year before. Uh, he came in and, and final roster cutdowns, if my memory serves me correctly. And, um, you know, I think that there's a role for him on an NFL team. Maybe he comes back on a low dollar deal, but I think the Packers are going to look to um, just improve that position group across the board. Um, he was a late season scratch in one of those games which was I think pretty surprising to a lot of us uh, he did play in the playoff games but um, the Packers got ran all over in San Francisco and I think a couple guys in particular are just not going to be back as a result of that and other things uh, from from previous games in the year so I wish BJ Goodson well I like the fire and the passion that he plays with uh, but I just think it's probably time for the Packers to move on uh, from him and uh, Wags then we're looking at a couple other guys. Um, I'm going to mention Ty Summers first. Ty Summers, um, the seventh round pick. Um, so I don't believe he played in any base defense for the Packers last year, but he did play an awful lot on special teams. He's a kid who suited up for all 16 games. Um, he, I thought he played, he flew around quite a bit in preseason as well in the base defense, but then um, as the season wore on, he played an awful lot on special teams, very physical, uh, very aggressive point of attack on special teams. Um, I think that he's a guy who's going to have an opportunity to make the roster again. He's going to have to earn it again through his special teams play. But as we're cleaning house, 
don't be surprised if we go a little bit smaller uh, as you mentioned, maybe with a, a DB more hybrid role, they're going to still need a thumper or a linebacker that likes to be physical and hit quite a bit. And they might end up being Ty Summers, at least in the mix to earn a roster spot to place him on the base defense as well. Yeah. You know what I like about Ty is, I mean, this may not be fair, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I think he just likes football. Yeah. And that's not something that I was necessarily able to say about uh, one of our other uh, inside linebackers. Um, so I think he's got a good, uh, you know, uh, opportunity here. Uh, you're absolutely right. He's definitely not going to be handed a starting position um, by any means, uh, particularly considering we didn't even see him out there in the defense um, I, I, at all, uh, to your point. But um, in preseason, he got out there and, and made some plays. He also missed some tackles, but young kids in his rookie season, his first NFL action, that's going to happen. Um, so I, I think – uh, from what I've seen from him and the fact that he's out there contributing on special teams every week um, uh, I, I, points to, I think, uh, an opportunity to have that progression. Yeah. Um, so uh, if he comes in and makes that next step and earns that spot, um, I would be thrilled to see that. And, and he was uh, a guy that was drafted pretty late um, last year. I think he was a seventh round, seventh round yeah. pick, um, but uh, out of TCU, um, you know, and anyway, I, I think uh, you can just, I don't, I, I, again, may not be completely fair, but you can just sort of tell the guys that really love to play football and Ty Summers seems to be one of those guys. So that's got to be worth something. And, and I think he can get out there and, um, uh, has an opportunity, uh, as you said, moving forward. So that leads us to Oren Burks. Mm-hmm. And I can't believe we're saying, I can saying this because he was going to be the starter this season. And I still don't know what we have in this guy. So I'm not sure that's not a positive, I think at this point, but I'm also not sure, um, you know, if if it's all injuries or if if this is similar, if I should have more of a similar take to him as I did with Montrevious Adams in our defensive line breakdown or, or Dane, you know, spell this out for me. What should I be thinking about this? Yeah, game? I don't know how I feel about Oren at this point right now either, uh, just because he hasn't really been on the field enough to to you know be able to make a lot of plays. Um, he is a little bit married to the Montrevious Adams in my mind because they, they came in around similar times, uh, both higher round defensive guys. Um, so I don't know, Wags. I, I'm hopeful that going into year three, I mean, he, he definitely battled some injuries uh, the last two years, which I know is frustrating for him. Uh, but this is really his opportunity in year three to uh, earn a roster spot and to uh, make an impact on the defensive side of the football. If he isn't able to do that in preseason um i don't know how much longer he's going to stick in green bay and i'm rooting for him he seems like a good guy i really want to see him um succeed here Uh, but you've got to be thinking going into year three as the packers revamp this uh position group uh that they're going to be taking a long look at uh just keeping the best possible players at that position yeah, and he was supposed to be kind of that hybrid guy. Yeah. Um, and he they couldn't get him out onto the field. So then we end up having to take one of our safeties and convert him over and essentially pay, 
play them in the position that we drafted Oren Burks to play. Yeah, he replaced um, he replaced Joe Thomas, who's now in Dallas, uh, and he was supposed to be kind of a, an upgrade over Joe Thomas, but uh, unfortunately, he hasn't been able to be on the field enough to to really be that guy. So he's still under contract. Do you feel that he's someone that he's going to come into camp and he's just going to have to earn a spot on the roster? It's it's almost it's it's a little harder for these guys. That's why, again, going back to Montrevious Adams, I, I I think they are kind of in the similar boat where, you know, on the one hand they're under contract, you, you give an opportunity, and if they quote-unquote, earn a spot, so be it. But on the other hand, some of their history seems to be going against them from an injury standpoint. Um, Oren Burks, for all accounts, was healthy most of this past season I thought so, yeah. and still wasn't able to, after an early injury, came back and still wasn't able to get out onto the field uh, for whatever reason. So is that a trust factor with the coaching staff? Um, you know, was he uh un- unable to you know show what he needed to to earn his way back uh, and be part of this defense I- i'm not sure but for whatever reason i don't think that history bodes well for him um so i i hope i'm wrong because anytime we can get positive contributions or a bounce back or a progression from anyone on our roster that's that's definitely a positive development um but uh, i i am not real optimistic that Oren's a guy that's going to be able to um, stick with the Packers here uh, long term. So this will be a make or break, I think, camp for Oren Burks for sure. Yeah, and uh, and it'll be very telling too, right, with who we bring in, uh, either through the draft, free agency, or both as well, um, because if they play similar to the style that Oren plays, uh, that might be pretty telling. Yeah, um, I'll be interested to look at some of the free agency options uh, inside linebacker based on the amount of cap space the Packers have. I, I I just initially, I'm not thinking we're going to go out and get like the top available option. Um, we'll see. So it'll be interesting to see what we we have when we look at free agency. Um, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if we're targeting a couple of mid tier um, veterans um, as a option to come in and fit within our scheme. Uh, and then I, we'll probably be investing and in drafting uh, an inside linebacker or two, um, maybe a combo a little bit earlier, a day two or day three type pick in the top three rounds. Um, um, and then maybe someone a little bit later, a la what we did with Ty Summers last season. Yeah, and then, you know, the couple other guys that are on this roster right now, um, the first one being Tim Williams. He's a guy that the Packers brought in partway through last season. He was actually one of Zadarius Smith's teammates for the Ravens. He was a, a highly drafted kid. He was a third-round pick. Uh, from the Ravens a couple seasons ago he came on was on the active roster for a couple weeks uh, then ended up getting getting uh, waived and then was signed on to the practice squad the remainder of the year Uh, the Packers uh, as you all probably know signed all 10 of their practice squad guys to the active roster so uh, Tim Williams is currently on the roster so he's going to be battling for a position 
uh, next season. And then the other name that I wanted to put out there, uh, fans of the, the team that watched the preseason last year, um, will remember him well, Curtis Bolton, who was a nice football player, I thought, uh, number 40, who was just making a lot of plays in preseason, unfortunately went down with a pretty serious injury at the end of camp, uh, was was out all year on the uh, reserved injured list, uh, but by, uh, by all accounts, they're expecting to have him back in camp uh, next season as well. So he's another guy way under the radar right now, I think, from Packer fans that could uh, potentially be an impact player and is going to be battling for a roster spot. And Wags, I got to tell you, if he plays anything like he did last preseason, uh, look out because um, he may have a bit of a future in Green Bay. Yeah, absolutely. And again, that's going to be part of the competition that we have with this group. But I definitely expect the front office will be looking to make some additions to try to improve the talent overall on the roster in this um, position group. And um, so it will be interesting to see where they make those investments um, and who they are able to bring in. Uh, So um, I think it's fair to say we're going to see a little bit uh, of a different room when it comes to the inside linebackers. Yeah, no doubt about it. And uh, uh, I'll tell you, I think this defense is really close. It's really close right now. I like where we're at on a lot of the position players, uh, the top tier players in each position group I am in love with right now. Um, If we land the right mix of players in this inside linebacker group, Wags, look out. Um, because I think this defense is already dangerous. They're building on what they did last season going into this year. But if we get the right mix in there at inside linebacker, this defense is could be one of the better ones we've seen in Green Bay in the last 20 years. Yeah, um, I mean, it can really unlock some of the guys, too, um, on all levels. I think um, Amos especially uh, really... I think quietly had a great first year. Um, And we'll get to talk about the secondary uh, upcoming, but it puts a lot on those guys on the back end when they have additional responsibilities in pass coverage and uh, trying to come up and help against the run uh, because of perhaps some of the deficiencies that we saw at times um, from this inside linebacker group at the second level. So, you're absolutely right. We just need some more speed, um, and I think uh, we just need guys that better fit the scheme uh, of this Coach Patton defense, and I think they're going to be able to do that. Um, I think we have a plan. I don't know what it is, but I'm excited to see what happens and how it unfolds. Man, Wags, going coming into tonight, I was like, all right, let's do a podcast. Now I'm like, all right, let's play some football. <laughs> I'm ready to go. We're talking about linebackers, man. Let's play some ball. Yeah, let's crack some pads. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. So, Dane, any other last closing thoughts? Um, I mean, I know we've touched a little bit on some of the co- assistant coaches. Uh, again, I, I don't know how we can really assess how they did or how they performed um, any thoughts overall. I mean, we retained coach Oliva Dottie, but um, 
No, I mean, I, I thought that this was one of the uh, stellar groups and the outside linebackers of the entire team. Um, they probably were the most stellar as a group. The outside linebackers were or everything we could have uh, asked for and more. And um, I think that now we're looking for the inside linebackers uh, to, to mesh with the, the outside linebackers. But it's going to be new faces in, in uh, year two here. Uh, yeah, for, yeah. For and I, I mean, for, for me, I think it's a talent thing and taking nothing away and and also not being critical um it's a it's a talent thing i think for these two groups um so for me um i can't give the co- the coaches too much credit and i can't be too critical either so um i'll be interested to see um what he uh coach alivadati is able to do uh if we revamp this group and uh, how he can uh help and coach these guys that uh, maybe better fit this game overall so um dane i don't have any other thoughts do you no i just i mean please follow us on uh instagram and and Facebook and Twitter and uh, please rate our our uh, our podcast and and share it with your friends and and like it and do all the things you're supposed to do uh, to make sure that folks are hearing what we're talking about in the off season. Uh, we love doing this uh, this so much. So thank you very very much to all you cheeseheads out there in Green Bay and across state of Wisconsin and beyond. Yeah. Um, so we stay tuned uh, if you haven't listened. Go back. We did all of the offensive position groups um we talked about the defensive line uh and uh, the only group we haven't gotten to yet is the secondary and that's always a fun group to talk about so i'm looking forward to that coming up next yeah so uh wags i think that we should just close this thing out the way we always do so say it with us go Go pack pack go. go